this South Point 400 betting picks edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers where you can win 100x. That's right. Turn $5 into 500 in one game plus. Every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. Finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month and start making smarter bets today. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb We are going to Vegas, baby. It's the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. One of my favorite movies of all time is Swingers. I'm going to watch it in preparation for Vegas. Love that movie. Love this track. Cody, excited to be heading there for this race. I mean, if you're going to watch a movie about Vegas, how is it not The Hangover? Come on, Rod. Or Vegas Vacation. I'm going to watch <laughs> that go. one, too. Fine, There's I'll a lot watch of Vegas all. movies, I guess. There really are, actually, in, in fact. But yeah, so uh, exciting. Cody, we were just talking about it before we got on. There's only four more races left. Jeez, oh, it's, oh, it's so saddening. I mean, when you look at it, like we're down to the very bitter end. Four Cup, four Xfinity, two truck races left. Man, breaks my heart. Luckily for us, it's not like the NFL. The offseason is not long. It's very short, and uh, we'll be right back at it, thankfully. But, uh, yeah, I'm not already not looking forward to the offseason. <laughs> it's so crazy to think, too, and just the fact that we started this adventure in February and we're already in October. It's, uh, it's a long haul, but it's definitely uh, – it, it just seems like it went by like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the Daytona 500 was just last week. You know, it's, it's not, not been that long ago. Unfortunately, just four left, but that means we got four more chances uh, at cup races to make some more money here. Indeed, we do. Um, and and look, another thing we were talking about just before we hit the mic, brava to Caesars for loading up on these. We Listen, guys, if you're listening and if you are a representative of the Caesars Sportsbook and you have been like taking our pleas to heart... By all means. I felt like we had a very deep conversation about this on like, wasn't it just the recap show where like something about like, you give us more props and all this. And then like, holy shit. Yes. And they open the book and we have way more props than we'll ever have. Now, unfortunately I was away for about five hours today, six hours a day. So I haven't been able to take advantage of all of them, but I got to tell you right now, there are some great ones. 
Uh, and obviously, yeah, we'll got, lay him yeah, in there. Average average speed of the race, drivers to lead a lap, mm-hmm. most laps led by any driver, number of lead changes. I mean, yeah, this is this is great stuff. Uh, I mean, and that on top of uh, just the general props they have, where it's you know both to finishes and and all this stuff. Like they've got they've got a lot of stuff. Uh, fastest qualifiers up nice and early in the week. They got a full slate of it. We're recording this Tuesday evening. A full slate of Xfinity is already up, ready to go for us. Oh man, it's just it's fucking beautiful. So yeah, shout out to you, Caesars, and uh, and thanks for for getting your shit done, and, and thanks for giving us these options. Keep it coming. We want more of this stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna say better late than never, even though there's four races left. But I'm appreciative. This is me. This is me hey, being appreciative. I'm telling you, right to work now. it out for the last four races, and then uh, we can start next season with the full full head on it'll look like uh look like the uh f1 options we get sometimes which (laughs) sometimes there's so many f1 options it's hard to look through all of them which is the problem i want to have i hey i'd rather have way too many than not enough and i'll tell you right now there are not enough for me to give out on this show in particular so fast money is going to be fantastic this week because i'm going to have an opportunity to dig into a couple more of these and uh and give out some of my ones that I actually like because, I mean, there's like a qualified finishers, you know, drivers not completing 133 laps. That's basically an essential, uh, essentially a, a uh, qualified finisher bet for F1. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, yeah, there's there's so many options we can get to. And, and this is great because this is the first time I've seen uh, a lot of these ones. And, and it is, you know, kind of getting into the ones uh, like similar to F1, obviously. There's a lot of different things here, and, and our races are longer, and there's more cars and, and all that. So I love it so far. Hopefully it keeps up. About to start seeing some double podium finishers, double top 10 yes, finishes. I mean, dude, I would uh, for, yeah. I mean, could I if I could bet 2311 to, to have two cars in the top five this week, like, hell yes, I would probably take that bet. Like, I, spoiler alert, going to be a lot of 2311. I love them this weekend. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we need stuff like that. That's that's. That's going to be awesome. NASCAR needs to start keeping track of the fastest lap. Although I'm pretty sure, I mean, there's already, fa- you know, fast lap each lap where, you know, on your DraftKings scoring and stuff, you get points for that. So look, let's, let's get, oh man, so many possibilities. Uh, uh, well, I, they just didn't want us to start our own book. That's all there is to it. We kept threatening and they were like, no, no, no. I didn't want to either. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, you're right. That's I like giving out the picks. But. Me too. Uh, all right, so let's move on from uh, patting the books on the back to patting Carson Hosevar on the back. This man has gone out and uh, the 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 fan of of Carson Hosevar. If you couldn't hear, the dog is the fan of Carson Hosevar. Love it. Yeah, she's she's barking about it. But yeah, I mean, this was obviously a, a huge surprise, right? <laughs> no, not at all. We saw this coming for a long time. It's been been the news. It's been reported. Uh, but it's finally official. Carson Osovar is going to go to the the third entry, the second entry, I guess you want to say. But he'll be in the 77 for Spire. They're going to have three cars. Corey LaJoy, Carson Hosovar, and then Zane Smith on loan from Trackhouse Racing. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, it's a pretty solid lineup, right? you got the veteran in LaJoy, and then you've got the two young guns uh, that, that are up and comer, coming straight from the truck series, both of them. Uh, interesting move there, right? Nobody from Xfinity, they're just going, Straight from Trucks to Cup. I think they both proved they're ready. Spoiler alert, we were going to talk about Carson Hosovar later on this episode because he's been performing well in the Cup Series chances he's gotten here. He has signed up to run the, these final four races for Legacy uh, this this uh, the rest of the season as well. So we're going to get to see a little more of him before he jumps in that car next year. But 
as a big LaJoy fan, obviously everybody knows that at this point, uh, I'm excited for the Spire team. I think that uh, it's not Ty Dillon in that 77 car because we need somebody to pay the bills and and bring the sponsorship money. It's this we've got three good drivers here that and we're we're trying to step up. We're spending the money. They just spent 40 million dollars on that other charter. Uh, they're, they're investing in the truck team as well. And you're going to have guys like like Josevar and Zane Smith in the building. You think they're not going to be in some of those Spire trucks? And Kyle Busch has already said he's going to do his five trucks truck races for Spire. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very excited for Spire for next year and, and excited for Josevar. Uh, and I, I think it's a uh, deserved step. And I think he's ready for the Cup Series. I'm excited to see it. I think the 77 car now will be a lot less taboo going into next season than it was this year, obviously. And that's going to make a huge difference. Uh, I did not see, though, what's what's Ty Dillon going to be up to? Did he secure himself? He uh, released a statement saying that he you know, wanted to thank everybody at Spire, blah, blah, blah. And he was excited for what the future holds. So uh, I think the ink is not quite dry on the colleague contract yet, uh, but we'll see. I, I don't know. It sounds so... So Bob Pachris was on uh, door, door Bumper Clear this week, which was was a good one. Obviously, we've had Bob on here before. Great guy. A lot of fun to talk to him. I thought it was pretty cool. He shared a story of, because uh, I, I believe he's working for ESPN, and then they they went away from NASCAR, and they were going to have a full-time writer and stuff. And and he was very close to going to work for gambling uh, and covering NASCAR from a gambling uh, for one of the books or something. Uh, was what he said before Fox called him, and he ended up taking that job he's in now. So I thought that was interesting. I wish we'd have known about that when we had him on, because I'd have liked to know more about that. But uh, very interesting. And he uh, he got his pick correct. He had picked AJ this last weekend. So I think he picked Custer in the Xfinity race, which put him, uh, which he finished second. But anyways, Bob was saying that it's you know he's heard Noah Gragson to the ten car, which is Ooh. something we hadn't heard before. But I think that'd be a great fit. I love it. Um, so that'd be interesting, but sounds to me like like AJ back to Xfinity is almost a done deal, and and Colleg already knows who's going to be in the 16 car. Just been waiting to announce. Now that the Ty, D- you know, now that the Spire news is done, and we know Ty Dillon's not coming back to the 77. Maybe we'll see an announcement here in the next week or so, but uh, who knows? Who knows? One thing I do know is that uh, Bob can join us on this anytime to talk gambling, and we'll uh, talk some gambling after the break. But let's tell you first about Underdog Fantasy. You know that we have given you tons of Underdog Fantasy plays over the last few weeks. And as I uh, had, had Cody had told me, we actually hit five of the seven that we gave you last time. So stick around. We're going to give you another full episode, or at the very least, we're going to give you um, some type of, of Underdog Fantasy picks again this week because that's just the way we roll. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. Underdog has just introduced Scorchers. Go five for five and pick them Scorchers. Enjoy a spicy 100x payout. And for a limited time, Underdog is extending the first deposit bonus up to $500. $100,000 Sundays continue on Underdog Fantasy. Ten lucky players are going to win $10,000 each. Again, tune in. We are going to give you more Underdog Fantasy plays for this slate and Xfinity probably as well. Uh, And uh, coming up, later on in the week so watch along make your picks maybe make a little cash over on underdogs mobile app or website underdogfantasy.com and when you sign up with the promo code sgpn underdog's going to double your first deposit up to five hundred dollars underdog fantasy promo code sgpn all right as we settle on in it is of course the south point 400 
this race from the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. It is 267 laps around this one and a half mile paved track for 400 and a half miles of Vegas, baby. Again, a good mile and a half. We've seen them all season long, good mile and a half races. This one should be no different. But I will say from a betting aspect, as far as the outright is concerned, I almost feel like we could just spin the wheel on this because it has been very, very uh, mixed bag over the last four or five races. Only one repeat winner, right? Who was that? Guy who's probably uh, one of the William most Byron, races. maybe? So, Larson? yeah, it was uh, William uh, Byron, yeah. My, okay. Yeah, William <laughs> I Byron. wasn't prepped for that test. But. Not, hey, listen, you passed. Byron was the safe answer. <laughs> exactly, yeah. William Byron, the only repeat winner uh, over the last few races. So, um, yeah, a little difficult. But now that the books have given us so many options, I feel like a kid in a candy store, and I can't wait to start getting into them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was, I mean, it was, uh, there was more bets out there than what I could even fit in the card this week. So, I uh, love it. I think there's some really good options. But yeah, I mean, the outright, and we'll talk about it. There's a lot of different directions you could go this week as far as outrights. Um, it's going to be interesting. And, and Rod, this race is so important because if you're one of these eight remaining playoff guys and you win this race, it does not matter what happens at Homestead. It does not matter what happens at Martinsville. You are locked into the final four. Your team can shift all their focus. Last year, who won this race? Joey Logano, who won the championship? Joey Logano. So it is highly important. And um, a crazy statistic, and I'm going to use this in an argument later, but Denny Hamlin was in this round of eight last year. He finished fifth, seventh, and fifth in those three round of eight races. Did not make the final four. There is no mulligans in this round. You have got to win to get in. And if we get three different playoff winners, which our last eight playoff races have been won by eight different drivers, if we get you know three different guys that win and lock themselves into Phoenix, that only leaves one person in on points. So sure, you might only be 10 points back or five points to the good right now, but that's assuming there is no winners from below that line. So very, very important to get off on the right foot this weekend. First of all, scoring stage points and, and getting a good finish. But if you can get that win, could be the key in your championship for this season. Allow me to correct myself at the people screaming at this podcast right now. Roger wrong, Roger wrong. It wasn't William Byron. I apologize. <laughs> I was thinking of something else. It was Joey Logano. He's won oh, three times here since 2019. <laughs> so... There you go. Oh, I didn't realize. I I thought the question was this season. I I missed the question. Though. Yeah. That okay. My bad. Yeah. So. I well, and I oh. of course in my in my prepping to get ready for what we're about to do, just said yeah, yeah, yeah. When I in all actuality, I should have known. I the, love how confident you were that I was going to have the correct answer. Well, it's, it's you, man. Listen, if people don't know to listen to you by now, I, literally all I am is the guy that pushes the button. And in well. 280 episodes, I think people know that by now. So. You've uh, given out a, a winner or two here and there. Rob. Once, on. <laughs> once. I remember giving out one winner in all of them so far, so I think we're good. But, um, well, I mean, listen, we've already broke the host of our news. We've kind of set up the race a little bit. It's the cookie-cutter mile and a half. There's no no trying to figure out what it looks like. looks like yep, a mile and, and a half track. These have been the best racing of the year, right? So uh, we should be in for a good one. Ready to play some bets, Rob? I'm ready to play some bets, Cody. Let's do it. Okay. Let's start with the most beautiful car in the entire field, possibly the best paint scheme I've ever seen. If you have not seen this Tyler Reddick paint scheme yet, go check it out. I believe it's based on the Jordan 8 uh, throwbacks that they're doing or something like that, but it is absolutely gorgeous. Give me Tyler Reddick 
top five finish plus 120. Rod, when it comes to mile and a half tracks, Toyota has been absolutely lights out, absolutely amazing. 2311 has been absolutely lights out, absolutely amazing. And Tyler Reddick, as part of that, has been absolutely lights out and amazing. Um, if you go last week, he led a ton of laps, right? Had one of the fastest cars. Had they not been flipping the stage to make sure he got into this round, there's a potential he could have won that race. So they're they're coming off of momentum, having a fast car, looking good. He won Kansas, did only lead the last two laps there, so it probably should have just been a top five and not the outright, but he did cash that outright for us. Luckily, was very nice. That's the most recent mile and a half we've been on. He was second place at Darlington, not a mile and a half, but an intermediate track. You go back to Michigan, a little bigger than Las Vegas here, but a very comparable track. A 30th place finish, but if you remember on that last green flag pit stop, it was him and Busher, 1-2. They come in together, they come out together, and then Reddick's wheel fell off and cost him that race. Should have easily had a top five there and probably would have won that race had he had he uh, come out. Second place at Pocono. Again, another intermediate track, different layout and stuff, but I'm counting it. Fifth place at Charlotte in the Coke 600. Um, was 15th here in the spring. But that was a little while ago, right? Uh, the last couple of seasons here, though, his uh, last three races prior to the spring race in the RCR 8 car, 6th, 6th, and 7th. Um, so that's 7th or better in three of his last four at this track. 2311 has been lights out a mile and a half. Tyler Reddick has been lights out a mile and a half. Um, feeling good. He's in the final eight here. This will be a good opportunity for him to score some points, get a good, strong finish. I think Tyler Reddick ends up in the top five. I think at plus money at plus 120, that's too good to pass up on. Well, and again, it's it's Tyler Reddick, and it's one of those situations where he's going to have a good race, so why can't this be the good race for him? And you're right about 23-11. I mean, I know Bubba is disappointed about missing the playoffs, but he put a hell of a move just to get there and get as deep as he did in the first place. I know that they're going to continue to back him, and Tyler Reddick is talented enough to be able to continue to back the whole time too. Um, yeah, you can't really count him out at all anywhere on any track. So uh, I like this, especially like you said, a plus money for a top five. I'm going to go for a top 10 finish for young Tyrone Gibbs. I know he's not Tyrone, right? We <laughs> already established that, but um, Ty uh, Gibbs. You stole, you stole this one from me because I, I love this one. I was going to put it in there. Rod beat me to the dock, so uh, I fully backed this one. I had to. I was traveling for work today, so I had to put this in before I left. Uh, so Ty Gibbs, this is why I didn't get a chance to jump on all of the good stuff Caesars had because I came in a little too late. But um, Ty Gibbs, top 10. This is at even money, plus 100 over on DK. I understand that this might be a tough one to stomach. Two races here, he's finished 22nd in both of them. Um, granted, last year he was in that 23 car, right, taking over and filling in, and then this spring, he started fourth. I mean, And this was part of that run where we were saying to ourselves, wow, man, Ty Gibbs is really going to put uh, a good season together, right? He started fourth, um, but then he ended up 22nd, started 14th at Phoenix, ended up 29th, but Atlanta finished ninth, Austin, Richmond, both ninth place finishes, Bristol Dirt, top 10. We've talked all season long about how Ty Gibbs has been running inside of the top 10. Not always finishing there, but at the very least running inside of the top 10. In two of his last four races, he's actually finished inside of the top 10. I know, one was a short track, one was a road track, a road course. Um, but, and in fact, three of his last five, or three of his last three top five finishes have all been road course or short tracks as well. But Michigan, he started third, finished 11th. 
right? Pocono, fifth place finish after an 11th place start. I know it's not the same uh, as that, but um, Nashville, 14th place finish just outside of the top 10. He's got the potential each and every week to be a top 10 car. Cody, like you said, Toyota's been fast on these tracks. Toyota's been fast on this track in particular. That Joe Gibbs racing team, you know, Ty's got nothing more to, to lose now. He's just going out. Obviously showed it at uh, at Charlotte Roval, the speed that he had last week to finish fourth. It, it just it means to me that he's going to be able to compete, I think, this week. they got to build on momentum for next season. So this is the place to start. they only got four races left to prove themselves. So a top 10 finish for young Gibbs to start closing out the season at plus 100. I like this. Yeah, I, I love it. He's uh, coming off of a really good run last weekend. He's really been building it, been building that momentum, looking good. Um, and uh, I'm so excited for him next year. I think we're going to continue to see a breakout from him. But Toyota, Toyota, Toyota. His Gibbs cars are going to be fast. Love, love, love Toyota a lot this weekend. They're going to be good. Gibbs is going to be good. We continue to see it from him. Continue to see solid performances. Still getting him a plus money or even money at least for a top 10 finish. Sign me up. I keep forgetting he's a rookie too. Like we talk about him as if he's not. And and actually, I, I forgot to even to tell you about his his Xfinity stats on this one. He won this race in 2022 and then finished fourth in the fall of 2022 and lead, led 30 laps in that race. So he knows how to get around this 11th place and his only other finish. So he knows how to get around this track. So I, yeah. I think a top 10 for him is a possibility. Uh, all right. You want to find more research like that and other stuff? Head over to Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season. With Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytic platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet. And listen, I'm going to talk to these guys uh, in, in the person, in the person, right, in person, and get with them for NASCAR bets so that you can bet smarter with historical stats and data on NASCAR as well. Enter any parlay ID and a Hall of Fame Bets revolutionary parlay optimizer. Wait, am I talking us out of a job, Cody? Never mind. <laughs> Hang tight. Uh, maybe not. Just go ahead and stick with NFL, NBA, NMB, and soccer. Uh, put it in their revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot, which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent data-driven plays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use promo code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month today. Start researching every other sport but NASCAR. Start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. You get all your good info for all these sports on Hall of Fame Bets, and then you come here for your good info on NASCAR. It works out great. <laughs> it's like, wait a second. Maybe I shouldn't have that meeting with them. <laughs> ne- never mind, everybody. No, that would probably be a good That would probably be a good addition. Because, listen, we always tell no, you we're yeah. teaching you. We're educating you, right? And if you can also get some other sources to corroborate what we tell you, well, then that just means you're going to no, listen fun. to us more. The more info, the better for the the more info, the better for the better, right? So it's uh, it's all, yeah, the more info we can get, the better it is and uh, helps us. And, and, hey, we're all here to win money and, and work together. So I love it. Are you sure you Bro. didn't want to get into marketing at one point in your life? That was good. <laughs> uh, hey, I mean. The more info, you know, the better really. for the better. See, it uh, just, just rolled right off the tongue. It was perfect. I love it. 281, <laughs> and you are already a pro. All right, where are we going next, Cody? Uh, stop me if you've heard me talk about Toyota. Stop me if you've heard me talk about 2311. 
going to the other side of 2311. Uh, again, uh, it's all about Toyota this weekend. It's all about 2311 and Gibbs. Uh, Bubba Wallace, top 10 finish, minus 125. This is criminally low number. Hammer this number at minus 125. Also going to take his top five plus 250. If you want to get creative and take ladder his top three up, we'll talk about him later. So we're going all the way to the top here if you want to do that also. But Bubba Wallace is fucking good at intermediate tracks. Our most recent intermediate at Texas just a couple of weeks ago. Third place, Rod, led 111 laps in that race. Was fast, looked good. He finished 32nd at Kansas, but he was in second place when he blew out a tire, hit the wall in that one, had been running good. I believe he finished second in the first stage in that one. Uh, entire blue there in the second stage. Had a seventh place at Darlington. Again, that's in the top 10. The Coke 600 at Charlotte, fourth place there. He was fourth in the first Kansas race. He finished fourth in the first race here in the spring. Um, he was six, He had a sixth place finish here in 2020, back in the 43 car before the next-gen days when that car wasn't that good even. Bubba Wallace is very good on intermediates. He continues to impress. Toyota's obviously got an advantage, right? I mean, Chevy, and we're going to talk about some Chevys. We're going to talk about Hendrick because they've they're going to it's going to be a Toyota Gibbs slash twenty three eleven versus Hendrick type of weekend, most likely. That's those are going to be your fastest cars, most likely. We'll talk about some other guys as well, but uh, those are the ones that continue to be really, really good on these intermediate tracks. Uh, so yeah, sign me up for a lot of Bubble Wallace this weekend. The top ten number minus one twenty five. Oh, such a gift. Top five plus 250. And now that he really doesn't have the pressure of the playoffs, that is a weight off of his shoulders. I know it's not a weight that he wants, but by the same token, like, you know, when you it's it's like when you're studying for a gigantic test. Right. And you take that test and whether you pass or fail now, it, it's the weight is off your shoulder. And that's kind of what it is with him. He knows the results of his test already. But, you know, it, it's just a matter of now he's just driving for the rest of this season and next. So I think that's going to go well for him. I know there's no point racing basically per se like there is on the Charlotte Roval, but the decisions to make are, are lessened. And I think he's going to make the ones that are going to put him in position to, to be a top five yeah, car. And he doesn't have to worry about, okay, we've, we've got to make sure to do this because we've got to get a top 10 finish. We've got to get it to like, there's just no pressure there. You just go out, you run your race and he's going to be good again. And, and, if he starts up on the front row like he did at Texas, 111 laps he led at Texas. That's not a fluke. That's not he was in the right place at the right time. That was he had a very good car that day um, and had to settle for a third-place finish, but an outstanding day for him. So uh, they, they continue to get it done on these intermediate tracks. Indeed. Uh, all right. This next bet, I didn't find this next bet. This next bet found me. I, I don't, and I haven't talked about him I don't know the last time. You may have to go back through the records to find out the last time I said Alex Bowman's uh, name. I'm guessing it was before injury. I, ugh, I don't know. Talk, we haven't talked about him in a long time. It's, I mean, he was an auto bet for a while there at yeah. the beginning of the year. He just faded off into the oblivion, I, I guess. I don't know. I'm a 48-car fan. Like Obviously, I've got all of my die casts, but none of them have Bowman's name on it. So uh, Bowman as a top five car, and you're going to have to just – Follow me along this trail here because this is not a bet where you go, oh, yeah, for sure. I'm totally down with that one. This is one you're going to take a little convincing. And even still, I may not convince you, and that's fine. But his number for a top five is at plus 450 over on DraftKings. It's it's insane because when I looked at the stats and I looked at the numbers, I was like, wait, so he, he won this race 
in the spring of 2022 and finished third in the spring of, uh, I'm sorry, he won this race last year. Uh, no, in the spring because it was injury. He won this spring race and then came back and finished third. He didn't run this one in the spring of this year because he was injured, right? So first and third, the last two times he's been on this track. He led 16 laps in 2022, and then he, he led two laps again um, in, the spring, in the spring of this season, right? But I get it because Bowman has been so tragically bad over the last, God, since Daytona when he finished sixth. 33rd at Darlington, 10th at Kansas. It's not bad for most drivers, but for a Hendrick car, you expect them to be in the top five each and every week, right? 13th at Bristol, 12th at Fort Worth. None of these finishes would make Ty Dillon be mad, but we're talking about a Hendrick driver here, and that's not where they're supposed to be. 28th at Talladega. He finally finished eighth at the Charlotte Roval, right? Not a fantastic season for Alex Bowman altogether. Uh, but here's the thing. This track and his ability to be able to just kind of go out now that eighth place finish was hard earned for him by the way that was not given to him and in fact he had to be he had to outlast a lot of stuff he started 16th and finished eighth last week at charlotte and charlotte puts a big tax on that that uh, that body of yours so he went through the fire he came out in eighth i think on this track hendrick cars are just like toyotas and the fact that they're gonna be good each and every week i know bowman has been the the weakest link of the team so far, other than maybe Chase Elliott enter the conversation here later. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like this is a good week, a good enough week, if any, for Alex Bowman to bounce back and to find his way. Again, like I said, he finished third here in the spring. He knows how to get her done. So a uh, top five finish for him at plus 450, I'll take it. Yeah, I, th I think the number's right. He's going to be in a Hendrick car. You know it can be fast. He's been... Just kind of out to lunch for most of the season since so he came back from his injury. But he's got a good history here at Vegas specifically. Chicago land he was very good at. He's been good at Kansas in the past as well. So um, I think the number is right for him where he's at. Uh, so I do like it. Next up for me, going to jump into one of these fun prop bets that uh, Caesars is offering. They have the most laps led by a single driver set at 109.5. It's minus 115 either way. I am going to go with the over. Um, originally, actually, I was going to go with the under, but then as I was looking back through these intermediate tracks, somebody gets out front because, uh, you know, the, the thing has been like, we've it's been really good racing on these intermediates, right? And we've had a lot of late passes for the lead and stuff, but there are points during these races where somebody gets out front and just leads a lot of laps. It's 267 laps, I believe, is generally the math on the, the mile and a half to the 400 lap races plus if you get overtime those are going to be added to it obviously but 109 is and a half so you're looking to go 110 to go over go back to texas a couple weeks ago i mentioned it before bubble wallace 111 laps kansas kyle larson was at 99 so didn't quite get to it um darlington denny hamlin 177 uh, and tyler reddick led 90 that day as well uh nashville chastain led 99 so getting pretty close to it Charlotte Blaney led 163. Now keep in mind that was 500 miles, so there's some extra laps in there, but still led quite a few laps. Um, the first race at Darlington, Truex led 145 laps. The first Kansas race, Larson led 85. The spring race here, 176 laps. William Byron led. So give me the over, uh, 109.5 laps led at minus 115. I. Love. First of all, that they're offering that bet. 
I'm just happy they're offering us. Um, this is, uh, I, and please continue to do this. We're going to dig more into these trends and, and stuff. Like these are so much fun to bet on. You don't have to worry about one driver. Well, you do, I guess, if somebody's leading a lot of lap, but it can be anybody. It could be Kyle Larson that leads you all those laps. It could be Bubba Wallace. It could be Joey Logano. It could be Ross Chastain randomly. Like it could be anybody. You just need one car to lead you 110 laps. Oh, love to see it. Yeah, I, I like I said, I love that that's a, a possibility now. And I love your take on this one because I, I did see that as well. Um, I mean, while there's a lot of lead changes, uh, there's not always uh, a lot of leaders, which is, you know, a, a bunch of different things. So uh, yeah, I and like they get it. They get settled into these races, right? You, you get somebody that gets out front and everybody kind of gets settled in and you get a lot of green flag laps and the laps kind of tick off quickly. And, and then we can get these late cautions or we get – you know, Denny Hanlon runs a Kyle Larson down at the end at Kansas, but doesn't mean they can't lead a lot of laps before that. Uh, so I think it's it's a really fun way to attack it. And, and again, just thank you for giving us these options. It's wonderful. Uh, so go bet these so they keep giving them to us. You know, and the, so I'll throw in just kind of a, on, on top of that because I did see, and I didn't add it to the card because I couldn't really corroborate a, a side that I liked the best, but the number of, lead, uh, the number of leaders uh, that will lead at least one lap is set at 11 and a half. I think the under is in play there. I'd have to go back a little farther, but I mean, it's like eight last eight in the spring is what they were. And then 11 before that, but then it was like 17. And, and I mean, there was like a bunch of, of yeah. bigger numbers. So yeah. it's that one is tough because it depends on cautions, right? Or mm-hmm. lack of cautions. Cause if you get green flag pit stops, this guy leads a lap and then this guy leads a lap and then so it can go quickly. But I do like having that there's lead changes as well. Um, I'll which, get there. That's that's the one I'm che- going yeah, to do. check in and see how they score that. But that's another fun one. Uh, so, yeah, I, I like it. Yep, it'll be fun. Uh, all right. But I'll get to that one in a second. Let me give you first another top five car. And that's Martin Truex Jr. You're going to tell me that uh, that he <laughs> Rod Martin Truex Jr. is already retired again. And I'm going to tell you, yeah, you're probably right. Uh, but his top five number is at plus 120 over on bet 365. And I, I wrestled with this one because I didn't know if I wanted to do it or not because obviously he has not had a top five finish since Michigan. Uh, he had a seventh place at Indy uh, Road Course, Watkins Glen in sixth place, but then something, something flipped. Daytona 24th, Darlington 18th, Kansas 36th, Bristol 19th, Fort Worth 17th, Talladega 18th, Charlotte 20th. But this was after winning at Loudoun, third at Pocono, seventh at Richmond, second at Michigan, right? He just had a good run going into that. Obviously, you go back to Vegas. He had a seventh-place finish here, not a top five, but just outside of that top five. Um, And really, think about it this way, too. Um, Overall, he's got seven top five finishes and 23 starts, but I'm going to read off his last few finishes at at, uh, Vegas, and this is why I'm okay with suggesting Martin Truex because – he even said it himself, like he's got to get something going. He can't just rely on what he started this season with because he's got, if he wants to win this thing, if he wants to be a champion in this season in particular, I know he's got one more shot because he's coming back, but you don't want to, you don't want to go into your last season on a down note like this. So, and his last few races at, at, at Las Vegas, seventh place, seventh place, eighth, fourth, sixth, fourth, 20th, he won eighth, third, fourth, first. Uh, and most of the latter part of those in the, in the end were in the 78 car, but in the 19, uh, like I said, eighth, first, fourth, sixth, uh, fourth, eighth, seventh, seventh. So 
a couple of them just outside of the top five. He's led some laps in there as well, so he's been up front. It's just, this is the last time. I almost said Kevin Harvick's name, but I'm, I refrained. <laughs> I wrote it down in the doc, and I deleted it because I remember what I said. I did the same thing with Kyle Busch. I wrote down Kyle Busch's name, and then I deleted it because I remembered. I said, no more. So, if Martin Truex Jr. does not get it done today or this weekend, no more. I I don't know how you could take this one. I it's only plus one twenty. He hasn't finished inside the top fifteen in the playoffs, Rod. Uh, I gotta see. I could he come out again? Toyota, Toyota, Toyota. Gibbs, Gibbs, Gibbs. Right? Could he come out, lead a ton of laps, and and win this race? Absolutely. Do I trust enough to bet him for the top five at plus one twenty? I sure don't. I gotta see it from him again. I again, I saw faith in him. Right? He's back up to second in the points after they reset again. He's made it through two rounds, taking a bunch of mulligans and and barely squeaking his way through. But and I know these are more normal tracks, right? The wild cards are kind of out of the way. Why is my card a redemption card, Cody? Why is it that my <laughs> entire as I look at it, it's all a redemption card at this point? Yeah, not all of it. Gibbs is a redemption, right? He's been he's been hot lately. He's That's been looking true. good. The, the next true. guy you got's been been okay lately, I guess. So you could make an argument for. So I feel like it's just I think redemption. I think you'll be okay. <laughs> just those two guys are, are redemption bets. <laughs> uh, all right, what do we got next? Next up for me, Carson Hosvar. I mentioned him before. I'm going to take him to win Group H over on Caesars plus two twenty five. Um, going to take him over Burnt Pizza Rolls, aka Ricky Stenhouse Jr. <laughs> Uh, Stenhouse this season's been okay, right? But it's it's been up and down at, at best, and and they're yeah, I don't know. I it's just, I'm not fire, as the kids would it's, say. Yeah, as as the kids would say, it's it's been fire lately. Uh, and then with Briscoe and Almirola, we've documented how slow Stuart Haas has been on mile and a half. Now, I will say, I know we did the fade Briscoe thing a lot. The last two intermediates have been better. He actually got a tenth place finish at Texas. Um, and, and he did finish 20th, I think, at uh, Kansas, maybe it was. So it's not been Mahindra Tractor slow <laughs> like he had been earlier this season, but it's still not been great. Almirola, you can lump him into the same thing. Almirola, it seems like, is, is for sure retiring. I think he's done. I mean, Bob, again, was talking on DBC, and it was everything he hears is is there's is not coming back. Uh, he wasn't at – they had some big sponsorship thing this past weekend. He wasn't there for that. He said he had, you know, previous obligations with his kids' baseball and with simulator time and stuff. But if you're not showing up to that kind of stuff and everything, I don't know that the that it looks like he's probably coming back. So uh, he's potentially just kind of checked out. He was ready to do the family life thing two years ago, uh, and they got him to sign back up for for more time. Uh, like we said before, Gregson, maybe somebody else going in that ten car. Um, so I think he's kind of checked out at this point. And for Hosovar. It's been really good. He's got six starts in this cup car now. Um, four of them have been at just regular oval tracks, right? Not including the the super speedway races where you, you kind of take them and and as what they are. But in those four starts uh, on on normal quote unquote tracks, they've all been inside the top twenty. He finished sixteenth at Texas, twentieth at Kansas, and he's been extremely good on mile and a half in the Truck Series this year. Won at Texas earlier this season. Sixth place at Kansas, fourth at Charlotte, fifth at Darlington, seventh here in the spring in the trucks at Las Vegas. Um, so I think it's just going to be another solid run for Carson Hosovar. Now he's coming off of this announcement this week, got the hype, got the momentum. Everything's going his way. He's smiling. He's happy. He's got his ride for next year. 
it's all official and publicly known and everything. I think he's going to show up and have a good week as he gets ready to to jump back in the truck next week and try to make his championship run. Um, but all focus on the Cup Series this weekend. Give me Carson Hosovar to win Group H, plus 225 over Stenhouse, Briscoe, and Almirola. It, this is not even a difficult group at all, honestly. That that's and I know you laid it all out, but I just when you look at the names on this group, you're like, well, of course he's going to beat them all because yeah. that's what he's been doing it's, lately. Oh, you get some of these groups, man, and it's like you got Hamlin, Larson, Reddick, Reddick and, and like it's like the four fastest cars in the field, and you're like, and Byron's the other guy, and it's like, God, how do you pick a group winner out of that? Like just pick an outright instead. It's uh, but you, you get down to some of these farther groups and Group H, they actually had. A through H this time. It wasn't randomly just H thrown in there. So whoever's working for Caesars on their shit this week. So shout out to them. But uh yeah, if you're yeah, a new this hire, the group. If, if you're a new hire, I, I want to applaud yes. you. Yeah. Congratulations, buddy. <laughs> Congrats, Keep that job. You're doing a good job. Uh but yeah, this was definitely the one that jumped right out to me. And and Hosovar is the clear favorite to me in this group. Indeed. Uh all right. My next bet, I'm going to toss out Kyle Larson as a top three car this time. At plus 120, Kyle Larson has finished second in two out of his last three races. End of story. I'm done. Uh, here on this track, by the way. Not not races in general. But now, listen, it, it's Kyle Larson. I mean, I, at this point, how really do you have to approach suggesting Kyle Larson as any sort of a bet, right? I mean, obviously, as a top three car, he's done it two out of his last three races. He's done it three out of his last five races. He won here in the spring of 2021. So he's got that done. He had three straight stretches of top three finishes between 2017 and 2018, where he finished second, third, and second, you know, and that was in the 42 car. So Kyle Larson is just Kyle Larson, and he's going to continue to to be that way. It's it's just a matter of the only person that really can stop him is, is almost himself, as he proved last week at the Charlotte Roval, where we were kind of on him to win that race. He came out and uh, and started dead last, basically, and finished 13th, charged his way up through the field to finish 13th, by the way. Um, so, you know, he could do that, or he could come out and win Darlington, finish fourth at Kansas and second at Bristol, right? He can finish 26th at Watkins Glen and 27th at Daytona, but he can also finish fifth at Michigan and eighth at uh, Indy GP. He was third at Loudoun, you know, second at Kansas. He won Martinsville, won Richmond. <sighs> I, I don't even know anymore what to say about trying to suggest Kyle Busch is you take this bet, right? I know it's only plus 120 for a top three, but you also understand that he's probably going to cash this if he's if he's running at the end of this race and if he doesn't get himself into any trouble in, in qualifying and practice. So, you know, I, I just I feel like this is a safer bet as any. Plus 120 is not a sexy number, but it's also a number that I think can hit and I think it'll win you some money at the end of the day. Yeah, he's going to be one of the three best cars easily. Um, and, and we've seen him be the best car multiple times, not win the race, and he ends up you know, still getting you a top three maybe. So I think it's a good way if you think he's going to be fast, even if you think he's going to win. We talk about that a lot. You take the guys that you think are going to win for the top threes, for the top fives as well, depending on where the numbers are, just in case a Denny Hamlin dominates Kansas and then a late caution forces him to finish in second place and, and stuff like that. So uh larson is going to be one of the fastest cars this weekend i think that there's no question about that so, uh i do like taking him for the top three i'm gonna go with his teammates again you're just getting the discount of of nobody's really paying that much attention i guess and and so we'll take it give me chase elliott top 10 finish minus 115 
again, we've hit this bet quite a few weeks here and, and they're not changing and I don't understand why and whatever, but uh, this nine car still alive in the playoffs, which by the way, if you've not noticed, so Truex is actually out of the, uh, the owner's championship. Now you could get to, to Phoenix and we could be celebrating three different winners in that race. You could have the race winner. You could have the champion, you know, assuming like Kevin Harvick wins, wins the race. Then you get the champion and then you get the owner's points champion in somebody else if a Chase Elliott gets it done. So just kind of crazy how that that could actually shake out uh, at Phoenix. But Chase Elliott has been solid seven races in a row, Rod. He's finished 11th place or better, won 11th place in there. The rest of them have been inside of the top 10. That's different styles of tracks. That's different everything. That's getting caught, you know, late uh, bat with bad strategy or not bad strategy, but wrong timing on the strategy last week at the caution, sending it to the back, still finds his way up to the top 10. He has been solid. Go back and you look through the intermediates this season. 11th place at Texas, so was just outside the top 10 there. I get it, but 6th place at Kansas, 10th at Pocono. He was 4th at Nashville. He was 7th at Kansas in the spring. Uh, didn't race here in the spring race because that was – actually, I believe that's the weekend that he got involved in the, the snowboarding accident. But um, So you don't have that. But Chase Elliott has been fine, and he's not been the Elliott we're used to and running as the fastest car and up front, right, and, and – but his teammates, Larson and Byron, are going to be two of the best cars this weekend. It's it's going to be they're going to be the fastest cars, along with Hamlin and Reddick. I think those four guys like stand his shoulders above everyone else. I think, in my opinion. But Chase Elliott, you already made a case for his teammate Bowman earlier. He just made the case for Larson. They're going to be fast. He's going to have a fine day. Does he challenge for the win? Probably not. It's just not been able to do it here lately. But a top ten finish at only minus one fifteen. Uh, that's almost a, just an auto bet on Chase Elliott because it, the price shouldn't be that low, and, and he's been getting it done. So Chase Elliott, top 10 finish, minus 150. Well, it's like you said, three of his teammates were all inside the top three in the spring, right? I mean, it was Byron, Larson, and Bowman. All three of them were there. The only reason Josh Berry wasn't there was, I think that was the first was day they was ever... For, yeah, a day and a half, and they're like, hey, uh, you, you got to race this car all of a sudden. Oh, shit, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like... So, yeah. Yeah, and and again, I think that's just really what it's going to look like again. Uh, this type of uh, this race as well. So uh, I'm with you on that one. I, I do think it is well within his possibility. I think 115 is such a great number for it because you're not laying a whole lot and a top 10 finish. You're not trying for a top five like you are with Bowman. And I know mine's a little aggressive, but like I said, if it hits like it did in the spring, you're you're pretty happy. So I like that. Uh, all right, now it's my turn to have a little fun with the new bets that they're giving us for this one. I'm going to take the number of lead changes in this race. The number is set at 18 and a half. Give me the over. I'll take the over at minus 115. Now I know that you look back at the spring, there were only 13 lead changes here on this track. And you look uh, at the, the fall of uh, 2022, and there were only 18, right? Which is, you get hooked on that one. But before that, in the next seven races, okay? In the spring of 2022, 23 lead changes. In the fall of 2021, 21 lead changes. And in the spring of 2021, 27 lead changes. I don't want to go too far back. Obviously, Next Gen kind of puts a twist on this as well. But uh, in 2020, 20 lead changes in the fall. In the spring, 25 lead changes in 2020. 2019, 24 lead changes. 19 lead changes in the spring. 
Every one of those numbers that I've read you, like I said, I don't want to go too far back, but in seven of the last nine races, there have been more than 23 lead changes. Now, that's different from leaders, and that's different from number of, of drivers to lead a lap. That's lead changes, right? So that's how many times the lead changes hands. So all I'm saying is that there's been a lot of lead changes on this. And like Cody said, these mile and a halfs now have been providing us with some fantastic racing. It's not, when it gets strung out, it gets strung out. But these stage cautions, right, bring it back together again. And then you, you fight for a few laps, four, five, six laps here and there, right? And then you get going again, another caution. I mean, you look at some of the cautions that uh, have happened, right? So in the spring, there were four for 26, not too bad. 8 for 42 in the uh, fall of 2022, uh, 12 for 60 in the spring of 2022, 4 for 24 in 2021, 6 for 30. So there have been caution. There have been cautions that weren't stage cautions in the last few races. Uh, you probably can count on that again this weekend, especially since it is another short uh, stint to the knockout round. So these guys are going to want to get a win. They're not going to play nice when it gets down to the end of the race. We may even get another overtime uh, as well, which is also another uh, bet you can make as well. But, uh, yeah, so, again, I think that the number of lead changes, that, like I said, that number is 18.5. I'll take the over, minus 115 over on Caesars. Yeah, I I like it. It's, yeah, again, just, oh, I'm just I'm so happy we got these options, right? It's, oh, it's great. And, yeah, I think there's – we're going to see a fair number of lead changes and you can still get the the most laps led being over 110 and still have these lead changes especially you get down to late race cautions end up in overtimes anything like that uh, i think it can definitely happen so again just oh it's so great to see these continue to give us these wonderful props because i fucking love it i know i'm telling you right now it's if they continue to expand on this over the next three races i cannot wait to see what they give us for daytona that's going to be a smorgasbord. Oh, yes. But um <laughs> all right, Cody, all that's left is the winners. Why don't we go ahead and just start laying out who we think is gonna win this race? Yeah, so I'm actually going uh I got four guys this week. I try not to do that too much other than super speedways, but numbers are just there and, and I can't really help it. Um I really went back and forth at the top of this. I I wanted to go Tyler Reddick. I put him in the document at first. I, I talked about him earlier with the top five. I, I like him, but you're giving me Denny Hamlin at six to one when he's just really fucking good. Like I, I've got to take Denny Hamlin. I can't pass up on him here. Um, he was fifth place at Texas, but he was, he was second place at Kansas should have won that race, right? He was, he was going to win it until the, the last caution there and Reddick got him on the tires or whatever. Led 177 laps at Darlington earlier this season, uh, earlier in the playoffs here, uh, before they had again, a pit issue, which is, that's the one scary thing about Hamlin, right, is, is the pit problem or the, the loose tire or whatnot. But um, he was third place at Michigan, a very comparable track. One Pocono, third at Nashville, one Kansas in the spring. Um, he was 11th here in the spring, but that was kind of before. He started, kind of started the season with a little bit of a lull, right? It was kind of like he kept saying on the podcast, we're about to get hot, we're about to get hot. And he got hot, and he's gotten hot and taken off. And he's just looked really good. They're going to be fast. He's been really good at Kansas. Um, he's been really, he was really good at Texas. Uh, you look at his car, Bubba Wallace, right? Led 111 laps at Texas a couple of weeks ago. Denny's got all that info. Denny gets to see all that stuff. The best of both worlds. He gets to share with the Gibbs guys and he gets to pull from the 2311 guys, all that info and data and share with his team. And I think that helps him a lot. 
Um, I mentioned it before. Uh, let me pull it back up here. His round of eight finishes last year, fifth, seventh, and fifth, did not make the final four. He knows he's got to win. He's going to come out. He's going to win. They're going to start prepping that car for Phoenix. He's going to get his first championship this year. Starts this weekend with a win at Las Vegas. So give me Denny Hamlin at 6-1 to one to win this. Just in case Denny Hamlin doesn't win, you got your insurance plays, of course. Ryan Blaney, uh, he's 14-1. to one. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't love this. Uh, but I think it's worth taking the outright at the price that it's at. I would not bet Ryan Blaney to finish in the top three. I wouldn't even bet him to finish in the top five or top 10. I like Honestly, I would only want to bet him for the top 10, but I think there's a chance that he shows up and wins. It's going to be one of two things. He's just out to lunch all day, or he's up there competing for this, and he wins. And that's kind of, you can see that in his results, right? 28th place of Texas, didn't really show up. He didn't get much from him. It's kind of been the Penske story this year, right? With Blaney, with Joey Logano, we talk about it all the time. Like Sometimes they show up, sometimes they don't. Um, 12th of Kansas, 9th of Darlington, okay finishes, but you go back to Charlotte, he led 163 laps and he won that race. So they've got it in them. They can do it. Um, he started third place here in the spring. So a nice, strong start for him. Uh, I didn't turn that into a great finish, but the 22 car won this race last season. This race in the fall, right? Sprung them into the championship round or Phoenix where he ends up winning it, of course. Um, Penske's got four wins here since 2018. They've been pretty good on this track. Uh, and so this is kind of just a, a gut play. A Maybe Ryan Blaney figures it out like they did in Charlotte and, and hits that lucky streak, even though Ford has been, again, it's all, it's all this whole entire show has been Toyota Chevrolet, Toyota Chevrolet. We haven't really, we, I don't think we talked about any Fords. No, we talked about feeding some Fords in that group head to head, but that was about it. So Ford is hit and miss, uh, but I think a 14 to one, it's the right price. And Penske just got something at, at Vegas and, and usually it's in the Pennzoil race with the Pennzoil car, but I think they could still get it done, right? And and did it at Char I mean 163 laps at Charlotte in the Coke 600. Like again, more laps in that race, but he dominated that race. He got the win there. I think they could get it done. So give me Ryan Blaney at 14 to one. Bubba Wallace at 20 to one. Absolute steal. Talked about him earlier for the top five and the top ten. Love him to win this race as well. 111 laps. He just led at Texas. I gave you all the other statistics already. And Joey Logano, 40 to one. I really don't want to make this bet, but a 40 to one, he won this race last year. Come on. I mean, that's really the, the end of the argument. And again, with Joey, it's, it can be up and down, but he's had some solid finishes lately. Uh, and you just never know when a guy like this could pull it out and, and get the win. I think a 40 to one is just too much for a guy who just won this race one year ago, who's the reigning champion, right? He's no longer the defending champion. Now he's the reigning champion. Uh, but yeah, 40 to one you got to give me a little Joey Logano. Like you said, uh, multiple wins here recently. Uh, so, yeah, Joey Logano 40 to 1 is just the number is too big. This is, you know, usually I don't I don't toss that fourth one in here, but you got to put just a little little sprinkle bet on, on Logano here 40 to 1 because it's the number is just way too big for what it should be. Uh, you can't. You can't not uh, is really what it boils down to because I, I really did try to talk myself into it, so I'm glad you did because to me I was like, it just seems like the obvious play, which is why I feel like I don't know why the books mispriced it the way they did, but it just, just seems like something now at 40 to 1, you need to take a bet on. You need to take a, a – a, so I'm glad you did it because I was going to do it, but I was like, I've already got too many – risky bets out there this week so i'll just uh i'll go on that and this next one that i'm going to give you as a risky bet as well well not the next one but the next one after that because i actually have two 
as well. Uh, I couldn't stop at one because Larson feels like the easy, easy suggest as well. And I told you, everybody, that uh, Larson is just an auto bet for me now on this track. He's at 5-1 to one on Superbook because that's the price that I like the best. He's down to 400 in some places. I've seen him other other prices somewhere else, but 500 is the best price. And at 5-1, to one, I feel like that's okay to take a shot on uh, on Kyle Larson to win this race because you know he can. You know he's capable of doing it. So I'd, I'd feel more comfortable telling you at 5-1 to one to take a chance on Kyle Larson to win than three to one or even three fifty uh or or even four hundred at that much. So give you that extra hundred points to to play around with at plus five hundred um on Superbook. All right, so the net the risky one that I'm gonna toss out is Bred K. He's at sixteen to one over on DK. He and Joey Logano are tied for the most wins on this track as active drivers. Right? Logano has three. Keselowski has three. Yes, his have come at very different times in his career than the one he's at now. But when's it going to be his turn? He just He's watched Chris Buescher win his fair share of races this season. When's it going to be Brad Keselowski's turn? That's that's all I want to know, right? And, and I feel like it could be. He's had two pretty dismal finishes over the last couple of races. He finished 32nd at Talladega because he got crashed out, finished 18th at the Charlotte Roval because it feels like he wasn't even there half the time. Uh, and I'm sure he'll he'll tell you the same thing. But before that, 7th, 8th, 9th, 6th, 2nd, 15th, uh, yeah, okay, 20th, but 4th, 6th, 5th at Loudoun, 6th at Atlanta. Like, I'm reading you off a bunch of top 10 numbers that he's done in a row here uh, in that one. So he's got the capability of running up front. We know this, and he's done it several times. In fact, he led five laps late in the, the race in the spring, right? He was up front for five laps late. Um, now, granted, he didn't hang on to that lead. Obviously, Kyle Larson kind of took it from him as well and then gave way to Byron and Truex and Byron again. Um, but Brad Keselowski was leading as late as lap 224 to lap 227th here in the spring. He can be up front. Just got to punch through that first win of the season. Feel like it could come here because uh, he is out, right? He, there's no more playoffs for yep. him anymore. So now this team is just going for wins. Um, and and they can build off of the momentum that they've been building all season long by getting Kozlowski into the dry, into the winner's circle finally uh, and again on this track. So sixteen to one, I feel like that's a decent long shot to to sprinkle something on. Kozlowski's one of those guys that I'm just tired of betting on him. I just win a race already, dude. I'm I'm gonna be happy even if I don't have a ticket on him when he wins. Oh, well, it's like uh, I said. I'm on a full-on redemption card, I guess. You are. You really are. But 16-1, to 1, I think, is the right price. And, and to the Larson point, uh, Hamlin and Larson, but I hate. Ugh, I really hate that we don't have any Byron anywhere on this card. I wanted to do it. Uh, the prices I, yeah, were not could, right. They're just That's what sucks. And, like, uh, <laughs> I have a feeling we might revisit this on, on Monday on the recap show and be like, remember when I said we didn't have any Byron? He's the one other guy that scares me, but uh, I think that Hamlin, Larson, and Byron are, are going to be the head and shoulders above everyone else. I think the Reddicks, the Bubbas, and maybe even the Truexes, like th those guys are all going to be there as well and in the mix, but I think those are going to be the three best cars, obviously the three favorites, so that's not a big shock. But on these intermediates, it's, it's more predictable who can avoid chaos, right? Who can not have a tire issue or a pit penalty? And I'm looking at you, Denny Hamlin, Jesus Christ. Uh, but look at you, Kyle Bush. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. 
Um, but yeah, I, I think that uh, that uh, again, it's it's easier to have the the chalkier picks on these races because they really do kind of stand above everyone else. And and then you've got the other plays in here, you know, the Bubble Wallaces and stuff that could surprise and and be the guy that kind of jumps up in there. So I think we got got a nice balance. Pick your poison to those top three, though. I don't think you can go wrong. Hamlin, Larson, or even Byron. Again, neither of us bet on him, but I think you pick one of those three guys you like and you go with them, and, and you're not you're not going to really regret betting on them no matter the outcome because they're going to be good cars. I concur. Uh, all right, well, speaking of good cars, get out your pen and paper. We're going to give you the list of who we thought would be good cars all day long. Cody started you out with Tyler Reddick to be a top five car in Las Vegas at plus 120. I gave you Ty Gibbs to finish inside the top 10 at plus 100 on DK. Cody gave you Bubba as a top 10 car at minus 125 and laddered him up to top five at plus 250. I'm tossing Alex Bowman in the top five at plus 450. It's okay if you don't think so, but uh, I think this is a decent enough gamble. It happened in the spring. We'll see if it happens again. Uh, at plus 450 on DK, Cody gave you most laps led by the leader over 109.5, uh, minus 115. That is, uh, yeah, by one driver. Most laps led by one driver over 109.5. I'll explain this in, you know, first until everybody gets the hang of it. Uh, at minus yeah. 115, Truex is a top five car was my next suggestion at plus 120 on Bet365. Cody gave you Carson Osevar to win Group H on Caesars at plus 225 over Stenhouse, Briscoe, and Almarola. I said Larson would be a top three car at plus 120 on 365. Cody gave you Elliott as a top 10 car at minus 115. I said the number of lead changes would be over 18 and a half at minus 115 from our new friends at Caesars. Uh, Cody gave you Denny Hamlin at 6 to 1, Blaney at 14 to 1, Bubba at 20 to 1, and Joey at 40 to 1 to win the race. I added on Larson at five to one and Bread K at sixteen to one to be the winner of the South Point four hundred at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. I'm on drill this weekend, Cody, or else I would be down in Las Vegas enjoying this race. So, ugh. oh, that would be uh, that's, that's definitely one we're gonna have to get on the on the list of of meet up at tracks because uh, oof, it's Vegas, baby. I fully intend to go to the spring race. I don't. I don't know that anything's going to stop me from going to that. So maybe, maybe we'll plan on the spring race out Damn there. It. Dang, dang, army always getting in the way. That's why the navy's better. See, that's why retirement's better. That, that well, yeah. That piece of paper is <laughs> about. Or to... just getting out. I guess. Well, you know that, that DD two fourteen feels real nice to me. But <laughs> yeah, I, well, I have one. I'm waiting for the next one. We'll see how that one goes. But um, all right, that is it, ladies and gentlemen. We are done with our cards. Uh, we will plan out the rest of the week accordingly like cody said full xfinity out so we'll have xfinity next in the next episode obviously dfs no trucks again therefore there will be another underdog heavy episode as well which uh hey if you didn't tune into that last week we did pretty good on that underdog episode so uh yeah i'm excited to to hit those again this week because that's and that's a lot of fun again uh, just love i mean underdog is a sponsor yes but we, we've been playing underdog even before they were a sponsor and and they're great. They do. They do a good job. Their games are, are a lot of fun across all sports. And again, you can cross sport things, mix in some NFL, NHL starting, NBA starting, all all that stuff is on there. It's great. So join us for that one for sure. Indeed. Uh, all right. Well then, Cody, as we send everybody on their way, let everybody know where they can find you across the interwebs. Yep. Follow me on X at Husker underscore Z. You can find all my work over there. Make sure you follow the show as well at NASCAR Gambling, and uh, pop over to our YouTube channel. 
even if you prefer to listen on the podcast, that's fine. I'm that way too. But uh, just click that subscribe. Click the bell too because go live sometimes for our recaps. A lot of the times we do. Um, so you can join in on the fun. If you're around, it's a good time. And we appreciate it. We sure do. Yeah, and that's the thing too. You know, I know that this is a, a listening platform and most people listen in their cars or on their uh, what various devices. Um, but, you know, just supporting the show by supporting the YouTube channel goes a long way. And then, of course, leaving those reviews, right? Ratings and reviews. I know that uh, we don't normally ask you for those because we don't pander, but the bosses love to see it. and It keeps us motivated and, and hungry to continue to bring you content even more so. So continue to do that as well. I'm on X at RJ Via Gomez. There's a link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review with our props, and, of course, be back on the back road with Seth and Elliot to break down Las Vegas, baby. And I'm now Mr. Blue Sky. You can find me on Blue Sky at RJ Via Gomez if you are one of the lucky people to have gotten an invite. If not, hang tight. I'm pretty sure you'll get there very, very soon. So still testing the waters out on that. I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet. I just joined today, so we'll see. I don't know. But anyways, we'll see you guys tomorrow with some Xfinity. Until then, let's go racing and let it ride.